Welcome to the Ashley and Jessicast. I started this podcast because of my love for Jessica and Ashley Simpson, but due to the support of my amazing listeners, I have been able to expand to other topics as well to feed my pop culture obsession and yours. Join me as we time travel through some of the most interesting figures in music, movies, TV, and beyond. I'm your host, Leah Russo. Hi everyone, I am so excited to present another episode in my Lindsay Lohan series to all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before we get started with the episode, I promise I won't ramble on too long, but I just wanted to let you guys know that the sound quality of this one is not up to the standard that I normally require for this podcast. And you guys, my listeners, you deserve the best. So I'm really sorry about that. Unfortunately, when I was talking to my guest, my microphone just decided not to record me, but thankfully the interior microphone on my MacBook did record me. So my guest is loud, crisp, and clear because his mic was actually working. Mine, not so much, but you know what? We all need a break. So (laughs) I guess that was my mic's turn to take a little nap. So my side of the conversation is a little funkier, but I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing me go on and on and on and on about Lindsay by myself anyway, so the important thing is that you'll be able to hear the guest perfectly, and honestly, you can hear me fine too. It's just not the quality that we're all used to, so I just wanted to give a warning about that because if this is your first episode, I don't want you to think that that's what I normally sound like because I actually try to put a lot of work into the sound quality of this podcast. Now, if this is your first episode, that means that you have not heard my other installments of the Lindsay series and I just want to remind you guys all to listen to it because this is a story and I want you guys to hear all of it. So part one was all about Lindsay's childhood, her entrance into the industry, and the parent trap. Episode two was all about her feud with Hilary Duff. It's a deep dive. I mean... (laughs) I don't think anybody ever needs to know any additional information about that. I truly think I've covered it all. Episode three focused on the Freaky Friday and Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen era. Episode four was all about the one, the only Mean Girls and the first half of Lindsay's landmark year of 2004. Episode five covered the second half of 2004, her hospitalization, breakup with Wilmer, and of course, her debut album, Speak. And so that brings us to today. My guest is Jesse Chambliss, who is the host of the Jesse's Girls podcast. He is also doing a series on Lindsay. During this episode, he says that he can't announce it yet, but we actually recorded this over two months ago. I feel so bad that I did not put this out sooner, but you know what? It had to be in the right sequence with the other episodes and 
I was just so excited to get into it with Jesse that I just like recorded it before I even released the first episode of this Lindsay series. So if you hear us talking about anything that sounds a little bit outdated, just a couple months, that's why. But I just thought I should let you guys know that. So please go back and listen to the other installments if you haven't yet. And I also want to remind you that the Ashley and Jessica cast is on Patreon. So it's patreon.com slash Ashley and Jessica cast. You can go there if you want to hear bonus content from me. There are a ton of bonus episodes on there at this point because I've had the Patreon since, gosh, October, November. So there's a lot of content on there right now. You get all the episodes early, ad-free, and I just love our little fan community on there. So I want to give a special, special thank you to all of my patrons out there. I love you guys. Truly, it means the world to me that you feel the need to support me even though it's just five dollars a month that doesn't matter it it really means the world to me that you would do that so thank you guys so much and I think that's all the explaining I have to do for this episode so let's get into it hey everybody today we are doing a very very special bonus episode we are going to talk about the short-lived but memorable music career of Lindsay Lohan And I'm so, so, so happy to be joined by my guest today. He is the host of an amazing podcast called Jesse's Girls. Please welcome back Jesse Chambliss. Hello, Leah. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today. I had to have you on because I asked my listeners in a poll about their favorite Lindsay Lohan songs. And I got so many answers across the board from haters to people like you who I believe your answer was, how can I choose one with crying emoji? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds about right for me. So yeah, that's good. (laughs) Obviously, you were the first person I had to talk to about Miss Lindsay. So before we get started, though, the last time you were a guest on the show, you did not have your podcast yet. I don't think you had even announced it. And now you do. So do you want to tell everybody a little bit about Jesse's Girls? Yeah, thank you. Uh, so exciting that so much has happened since I've been on your show. And, you know, you were one of the people who reached out to me and wanted me to lend my voice. And that meant so much because I'd been thinking about doing my own show for a really long time. And so you know, that's why I really wanted to just like acknowledge that I appreciated have, you know, you giving me that chance. So just wanted to say that. So everyone listening, you already know this, but Leah's great. So um, yeah, I I really, I love pop culture, of course, just like you do, particularly that early 2000s, late 90s, um, that just raised us, you know, and so my podcast uh, focuses on a different woman in pop music that I love each season. So I do a little bit of a deeper dive, you know, uh, a handful of episodes uh, in particular about different things that I love. And so my first season has been about Hilary Duff, and I'm about to wrap that up. And my next season will be, I haven't even announced who it's about yet. So I'll keep that under wraps, but hopefully y'all listening will tune in to know who I'm talking about next. You have to tune in. It's going to be so great. I'm very excited. And I have to say, I love the way that you kind of organize your podcast because instead of doing like, okay, this episode is about this album or this episode is about this year or this era, you do like topics. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I, 
that was something that was important for me, not because the other way is wrong or bad, but I, there are things that I think are really niche (laughs) that I care about that I don't know if anybody else in the world cares about. And so, you know, it's my podcast. And so I wanted to organize it that way. And it's been really fun. I'm really glad that I did it that way. It served me really well. And so I, you know, I just hope that it's really resonating with people because I'm having a blast doing it. And I know that you do this because you love it too. So you can really relate. Oh yeah, completely. I was really happy when I saw that you were doing one and I love the, the title from that (laughs) song from the (laughs) eighties. Yes. I mean, with my name, like how could I not? Right. I had to capitalize it. I love, I love podcast names. I love whether they're like straightforward or they're they're punny. I just I love naming things. So I had to. I mean, how could I not? Oh, it's so good. It's the perfect name for it. Yeah, well, you know, Jesse's a good name. So I love I actually do love <laughs> your name. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You're just like you're gassing me up. You're gonna you're gonna have me like floating around the room while we're recording today. Oh, feel free to float. Just do it within range of the mic. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I will make sure to float, but like projecting my voice toward the microphone, of course. Talk to me about your Lindsay standum. When did it start? How do you feel about her? Just tell me everything. I love Lindsay Lohan, and I'm always rooting for her. So, of course, I'm a huge Hillary fan, as I just said. Um, I never took a side or anything like that. I just, I've loved them both for different reasons. I really like, I think they represent both sides of me, Leah. So <laughs> I, I know that I can often present like a Hillary, you know, but I have my Lindsay inside of me, if that makes sense. We I, <laughs> yes, I love, I love like a wild time. I have, I have, I I like have an inner gremlin, not that Lindsay Lohan is a gremlin, but she just like did what she wanted to do for a really long time. And I have that, I have that part of me. And so I really related to her in a very specific way that I didn't to Hillary and vice versa. Right. And so I, I was just with her from the start and I loved her red hair and her raspy voice and her freckles and everything. And so I'm always rooting for her and, and, and I, (laughs) whenever I was in like high school and college I didn't like I I was like pretty religious and I didn't really pray for celebrities but I always prayed for Lindsay Lohan like I just always wanted her to do well because I just saw everything happening around her you know and what what she was going through and I just wanted her to be okay so (laughs) I was just like a young gay boy like praying for Lindsay Lohan so if that tells you anything about my standum, there it is. <laughs> well, I remember that from your episode that you did with Troy. Um, yeah. <laughs> it Was it called Haters, I believe? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, you're good. Yes. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. I love your podcast. I'm a, I'm genuine about my uh, – I'm a stand for Lindsay and your podcast, so don't worry. <sighs> Thank you so much. That means a lot. <laughs> and, yeah, I loved that episode, of course, and I thought that was so sweet. And, I, I mean, I – have prayed for Britney before, you know, like, it's, yes, it's just, I don't know, you just love them so much, even though you don't know them. And it, you just connect so deeply, and you just want them to be okay. And I think especially um, Lindsay and Britney are two of two people that really could have not been okay. And now it seems like they are. <laughs> so right? it's been really comforting, like doing the research for the series. Cause I think if I had done it a few years ago, I would be like a little bit more uneasy, but 
I'm like looking back at all these things that happen and then I watch like 2020 or 2021 interviews with Lindsay and she just seems like she is doing so well over there in Dubai. Yes, in such a better place. She needed to get away from everyone for a while. Holy cow. Oh my gosh, totally. I mean, it's sad that somebody would have to move so far away from like their life to get a sense of peace, but it seems to be working for her and I'm so happy that she did it. And I'm like looking back on all these things and I'm just like, I completely understand why she went down the path that she went down and now she's recovered from it, but people just can't stop obsessing about the past. And I just can't imagine being 35, which is how old she is now, and trying to promote something and people are just like, so in 2007, you had your third DUI and it's like, Right. Ugh, let her live constantly and i think it's fine to like analyze moments in pop culture but like the subject of the analysis you have to let them move past it you have to let them be a 35 year old person you know like mm-hmm. if i were to interview Lindsay lohan right now i wouldn't interview her about like traumatic things in her life i would want to talk about certain things in the past of course because i'm a stan and i want to be like oh my gosh track four you know what i mean like that would be me because i'm you know a little fangirl but i would want to talk with her about like who she is now you know yeah yeah because if she was so interesting back then she's probably even more interesting now that she has like some perspective on it yeah and now that she has a her fun accent and all these other experiences (laughs) oh my god i died when she was on like whatever show like trying to explain why she has multiple accents and she was just like well you know you're around people from all over the world and i'm like yeah i i live like two minutes from new york city i meet like a million people from a million different places and i still talk like this (laughs) yeah exactly i was like sis i'm from i'm from arkansas and the people i grew up around me like around just like are so country and like they have the thickest accents in the world and i have a little bit of a southern accent sometimes but i don't talk like the cowboys that i was doing my whole life with growing up you know what i mean like it doesn't always rub off on you that way sister i know and she like that's that would even be different if you grew up there like she didn't even it wasn't like a developmental time that she was there (laughs) yeah she's just a visitor yeah exactly i i love her like i love her lying like i know lying isn't a good thing but like her lies are so funny to me and like for some reason i can never be like mad actually mad at Lindsay. where i'm just like oh i'm over her i'm always like i'm in (laughs) oh my gosh why can i let that woman lie to me over and over again it's just so funny like the whole thing with bimbo summit when (laughs) which is like the best day of my life when she um you know had said that paris hit her and then like literally the next day she was like what are you talking about oh my god it's (laughs) so good and like the fact that she just invited herself into that situation too well i don't know that i'm kind of wondering what the truth is which you know we'll never know but um paris hilton said that that Lindsay didn't really she wasn't really welcome but i actually in my research, have been finding sources that say that Elliot Mintz, Paris's publicist, is the mm-hmm. one who actually orchestrated Lindsay getting into the car because Paris was like freaking out about being known as like, oh my God, I hit somebody. And she wanted to get the narrative back on her side. So there is that in the video, you actually do see Elliot walking with Lindsay, like, yeah, it's like you're right. walking her to the car. So I don't know. I tend like, I, I 
I'm definitely like if I had if I had to pick sides with um Paris and Lindsay, I'm team Lindsay like five thousand percent. One thousand percent, yes, yeah. absolutely. Hands so <laughs> like no question. No so question. um I don't know. I just I feel like that makes more sense. Like they must have I feel like they paid her or like there was something mm-hmm. because she's just like so sternly like, What are you talking about, Paris? Paris is my friend. Yeah. Like, this and, was literally less than 24 hours ago, girlfriend. Yes. And you're so right. I I have to, even though I'm so in this world of analyzing all these things, I have to remind myself everything's fake. Like, you can't believe, like, literally anything that you see, Jesse. So you're right. You're right. I know. It's really hard because, like, I'm always, um, I'm always kind of going back and forth with how much do I believe what the actual celebrity says? And how much do I believe the blind items and how much, you know, because I feel like Mm -hmm. some people, some people take what the celebrity says too seriously and they just believe everything. And then some people, I feel like, read every blind item and they're like, this is fact or else, you know, they would be, they would be open about who they are, like who's stating the blind item. They would just say it, you know, or something like that. And I really, I think it's a mix of both in, in both cases. Like I basically take everything with a grain of salt and then I do my research and figure out my own like what I think makes the most sense based on all of it. Yeah, which you absolutely have to do. And, you know, I think the older I get to being in my 30s now, not not that that's old, I'm just saying I feel like I've at least learned that nuance is so important whenever you are building your worldview, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're spot on. Who Who freaking knows? And honestly, I don't know if even like getting the full truth would even be satisfying to me at this point. <laughs> Right. It's been so many years and what, like, what even is the, what, what would the truth even be? Like, it's not, <laughs> you know. know. The speculation's fun in itself, right? Oh, for sure. And that's one of the reasons why I really liked your episode that you did on the um, Hillary and Lindsay feud. That one's hard for me to pick sides because I love Miss Hillary. Yeah. But um, you were talking about how you were, you thought that at first, it was just more perpetuated by Disney and how like they were a lot more sinister in the whole mm-hmm. thing rather than blaming it on Aaron Carter. Yes, absolutely. They, yeah. they, they, they realized that they had something really marketable here. Like having a celebrity feud is the best way to up your profile, right? Mm-hmm. Like Madonna and Courtney love in the nineties, like such a good example of that. And then, you know, moving it into, you know, more modern times, like, anytime there's something like that that's a great way to generate buzz that's one of my favorite moments in pop culture history is when courtney threw the compact (laughs) oh my gosh it's burned in my mind i know like i i I almost want to get like a little flip book of it like an animated flip book that i can just look (laughs) at whenever i like i'm feeling really depressed you know you know people take like depression walks i'm just gonna get a flip book of courtney throwing the compact at madonna while she's being interviewed oh my god it needs to be on (laughs) display at moma like (laughs) it it is modern art (laughs) it really is i feel like Lindsay is definitely courtney in this scenario one thousand percent and i'm okay with that of course. So I told you that we could maybe make like a list of five, like our top five Lindsay songs. Mm-hmm. I found that like really difficult. I always loved Lindsay, but her music was never my favorite aspect of her. I was always like a stand for her movies and yeah. I would listen to her songs, but I was never obsessed. There were a couple songs here and there that I really loved that I listened to over and over again. But basically when I started doing this 
series, I was like, okay, I really need to get into her music. And when I started listening to her album, at first I was like, I don't know. I like didn't love it. And then all of a sudden something clicked and I was just like, <laughs> like singing it in the grocery store. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, I'm so fully on board. So I'm wondering what is your general take on Lindsay as a musical artist? Oh man. Well, Leah, speaking of nuance. <laughs> 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 so basically like, in in my my teen years you had anyone of that profile like a Lindsay hillary whatever you could throw their cd at me and i was going to consume it you know mm-hmm. um and you know you know i have a deep deep love of ashley and so that whole era i was really into i think now i can take a more critical look at some of those things but also I think being older, there's something about them being bad that I also love, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I, so you know, Lindsay as a musician, I'm of the mind that she did something that was of some level of quality. Honestly, like she wanted to express herself in a different way. I think Lindsay Lohan has a lot of depth, and she actually like co-wrote a lot of her own music. And, you know, whatever, what that means, of course, once again, approach with nuance, right? Like, who knows how much she actually wrote, but she's, she's credited as a writer on a lot of her music. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, taking like a true, like critical objective look, I love like listening to the music and it being a stamp in time, right? Like you hear that and it's somehow dated, but also still fun to listen to. Right. And she doesn't have the best voice. But, I mean, there's lots of people who don't have, like, Jennifer Hudson-level, you know, vocal talent who still can do what they need to do and put out some good music and, and, like, have an overall package. And I think that she was magnetic enough at that time to where she pulled it off. Yeah, I agree. She did. I, I'm i so happy that you said that about her voice because, no offense, but I was like, oh, my gosh, if he really loves her music, like, I'm like, what if he, like, thinks her voice is really, really great or something? It's unique. <laughs> I love it, but you're right. It's not that good. Like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, she's not, you're not going to look at, like, <laughs> someone t- taking inventory of, like, the best vocalists of the early 2000s and see, like, Alicia Keys and then Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And some of her live performances. Ooh. <laughs> Lord. Have mercy. Speaking of needing to pray for something, there were some moments. <laughs> I know, I know, it's bad. However, have you seen? I'm gonna call her Lindsay, but it's it's almost Dina. It's it's teetering <laughs> on the on the edge of Dina. Um, her performance at Wango Tango, where she's like rail thin and blonde hair, and she's like thinking that she's a rock star, and it actually kind of works. Yeah. Oh, that, that's a hard era for me. <laughs> Look, for all of us, it was confusing, and blonde we blonde needed... Lindsay is really hard for me. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> she did I the opposite you. thing. Instead of like being blonde and like dyeing her hair dark, she went blonde and it was like, <laughs> I call that her like high Coke era. Um, mm. It's really sad. It is. And, you know, I feel like that's when things started to turn. Like, yeah. It was clear in 2004 when she still had the beautiful, like the most gorgeous red hair I've ever seen that she was partying and I'm sure she was like, maybe doing some drugs but I don't think it was like hard drugs yet or if it was it was like 
here and there rather than every night, you know, because she looks so healthy and she was working so much and yet she still seemed to be okay and not teetering on like, does she need help really? Mm -hmm. Um, And then once she dyed her hair, like something just changed. I don't know. And I know that she said it was for Prairie Home Companion. But then I found out recently that it, it was her choice to do that. They didn't ask her to do that. She wanted to do it so she would look more like Meryl Streep. And I was like, you're not, you don't look like Meryl Streep. Like just, you can just have your red hair. Like blonde haired people have red haired babies sometimes. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. And and I don't know, like, and truly in the timeline of her appearance and everything, I don't know whenever the weight like really dropped either. Well, it was, I could, when she still had red hair, there's some pictures of her towards the end of 2004, and she does look, like, very skinny compared to when she was promoting Mean Girls earlier mm-hmm. in the year. Um, so I think that was really the start of it. Like, I think she lost a little bit of weight at that time, like, maybe between, like, 5 and 10 pounds. I don't know. I don't want to, like, fleece her body. But sure. um, but then once, like, the first few months of 2005 hit, I think maybe that's when she started doing, like, a lot of coke or um, – starving herself I know she talked about bulimia and things like that so Mm -hmm. I think that I think that she was not eating or throwing up and doing cocaine at the same time and that's when it just like all of a sudden it was like she lost 20 pounds overnight yeah and that's hard and and once again like like you said it's not to police or like make fun of someone's body but just like with Lindsay because she was so visible there was such a correlation between like her you know excessive drug use and and like habits that she had developed and then her weight you could very much tell where she was like mentally with that yeah and she still looked so beautiful and and everything but because we had seen her such a short period of time before that looking so much healthier yeah it was just a shock and I think you know it didn't help being friends with Nicole and at the same time that Nicole shrank so much mm-hmm um, and the two of them together was just like a lot. And for, you know, young Leah, who already had like body image issues and stuff, I was like yeah. so confused because there are these pictures of Lindsay, um, they're paparazzi pictures taken of her from like above and she's wearing a blue bikini um, and she has red hair and she was not rail thin. Like you could tell that she had some like meat on her bones and it was so influential to me because I was such a big fan of hers and I dealt with body issues and I was like, I was definitely skinny. I thought I was fat at the time. Cause I was like yeah. 12, but I thought mm-hmm. I was fat. And I remember looking at her and being like, wow, like I can see like the fat on her stomach and I can also like see that in mine, but she doesn't look fat. Like she looks great. And I was like, Oh wow. Like you can have fat on your body and not be fat. Like that was new to me <laughs> at that age. Cause I was like, so you know, I was like a competitive dancer and I was a performer and I was going through all these things. And I was like, when I saw that, I was like, wow, like she looks so good and she's not a stick. And then she became one. And I was like, damn, I was like, Lindsay, you were holding it down for us curvier girls. Yeah, <laughs> what happened? We were here. We were in this. Yeah, but, I was like, come on. But speaking of, I would be remiss not to mention your Instagram post. Because you're most recent on your personal because you were looking fire by the oh, way you're showing some skin you. you're looking good and i was like so excited just to like drop it in wherever it would make sense in this episode because i knew we were recording <laughs> oh 
gosh. I love you so much. Thank you. I was like, yeah. she's getting it. Well, I'm trying. I mean, my agents, like I have, I have an agent in, I have agents in New York, LA and um, the New York one also does Miami. So they're like, can we get a bikini shot of you? And I'm like, mm. uh, I'm like, it's been cold up here. I've been eating um, lots of carbs. But okay, like, yeah. <laughs> I'll try also, it. you should be able to wear a bikini if you're carb loading or not, you know? Of course, of course. I, I Look, when I see a woman who's like 50 pounds or more heavier than me in a bikini, I never look at them and say, she's fat, ever, ever. I'm always like, she's amazing. She looks so good. But myself, you know, yeah. you're judgmental mm-hmm. of yourself. And, um, and so I appreciate you saying that. Thank you very much. And just, you know, just, I always say this. Because I have some of the best friends ever. I always say, like, I don't care what you say about me. I have gay men cheering me on. And um, (laughs) that's all that matters. That's the best motto in life. And you know what? You know what? I feel like that's probably why people like Lindsay and, you know, all the girls at this time do, like, did have confidence to, like, keep going and everything. Because the gays will always stand behind our pop women. Oh, of course course as as um as amy poehler would say mean girls god love ya yeah (laughs) (laughs) which speaking of that do you have a favorite Lindsay movie oh gosh you know it is cliche i just think that like the trajectory that she was setting in mean girls was so influential and perfect And it was such a good transition because she, like, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen came out the same year. And, like, that's a fully different person in that movie, right? Oh, it came out two months before. Yeah. Like, how? Because she didn't have that sort of, like, typical Disney machine trajectory, right? Like, or or pathway. She didn't do, like, a TV show and then she did music and blah, blah, blah. She was a movie girl. Mm -hmm. And to see her not have to be so like constrained by that like constant like you know contract with disney where she has to put out episodes and have this certain image and then be able to do something like mean girls was pretty groundbreaking honestly Mm -hmm. i think that Lindsay really coming out with the parent trap i really think she had a lot on all the other girls because she was like a movie star out the gate honey like yes a movie star yes like of a big big movie with real actors not straight to tv i mean i'm not shading that like anyone in particular i think i think you know obviously i love hillary and she started off with lizzie mcguire which is one of the best shows of all time but i just think Lindsay was on a different level at that time because she had tasted that real hollywood gold you know yeah and it's different it really is like Mm -hmm. it just like the visibility and more like profile i guess like if you do movies like tv's great it's consistent you reach a lot of people through tv but at that time like in the early 2000s without streaming to do to do like big movies was it yeah and people always ask me about hillary versus Lindsay, and i i'm like you i i never picked a side i always loved both but what i always say is if you have to pick one like for me, I think Lindsay excelled more with movies and Hillary excelled more with music. I would definitely agree. I think I think Hillary also put more effort into her music. Like she had more music consistently coming out 
and more music videos. She did more performances. Like when mm-hmm. I was looking for Lindsay performances, I was like, there's not even that many. There's not that many. There's, I mean, the <laughs> the MTV like rumors one where she's outside and everything's like really like yes the new year's everything's really like blinged out oh my gosh that one's that one's burned in my brain (laughs) it it plays behind my eyelids when i close my eyes (laughs) yes anytime she performed rumors live i was just like i don't know if i can do this (laughs) it's so chaotic (laughs) i know and it bumped me out that when she was promoting her second album she would sing the first single confessions of a broken heart Mm -hmm. and but she wouldn't sing it all. She would sing like a little bit of it. And then she, like at the American Music Awards, which like that's impressive that they asked her to perform. Yeah. Um, and she only performed a little bit of that single. And then the rest of her entire performance was Edge of Seventeen, which yep. I get it. It's like this is a song people know. But if you're going to do this thing where you're talking so openly about your father and everybody knows about the situation from the media and stuff, but now you're – telling your side of it and everything just lean into that like do it like do the full song like get into it I don't think that she had to be cutting to another song right away yeah she didn't have her I'm not a girl not yet a woman moment like (laughs) that Britney did in that whole era where she like did the whole thing like did the piano and like the the backup singers like I wish Lindsay I wish Lindsay would have like done that for sure Mm mm-hmm I don't really like I like we're talking about with her voice I don't know if she really had the chops to do it and I think like I think Ashley Simpson obviously she ended up not being as lucky but I think before the SNL incident I think she got really lucky that her songs were so good on her album her album was so solid and she was able to pull off performances of those songs Mm -hmm. but I still think that Ashley should have practiced a lot more rehearsed a lot more had vocal lessons like I think everything fell into place magically for her and that didn't really happen for Lindsay and I think Lindsay really could have benefited from not recording this the her first album in the trailer in between shots of Herbie fully loaded and from actually like focusing and really like taking more time because the way that they wanted to pump out all this stuff like these girls were going to just suddenly fade into obscurity is so annoying to me because she I mean like I think that Speak is a good album like I think that it turned out well but I think that they could have given her more time to like develop herself as an artist and performer so that when she did get on stage especially at a big event like the AMAs people were wowed by it and I don't feel like she really did any performances that were amazing you know yeah I agree with you and yeah when I was reading about how she was like filming herbie and then recording in between and like on her lunch break like she they they worked her to the bone she didn't have time to do anything i know and i've heard a lot of people make fun of like because that was the first time she was hospitalized was during the filming of herbie Mm -hmm. and people are like yeah well you know that's what cocaine will do to you and i'm like i don't think that that's what it was at that time i think that really when would she have had time to be doing drugs all the time? Like, I know that cocaine keeps a lot of people going, so people will just do it in their trailer. It doesn't have to yeah. be a party or something. So maybe that was the case. But I think that it was legitimate exhaustion. I'm not saying that drugs and alcohol didn't contribute to that, but I think that she was legitimately exhausted because 
I mean, in 2004, that girl did not stop moving. No, not once. And also, like, we don't know what other things that she was taking. And she had all of these. Her personal life was just, like, fully on display. She had no privacy. So, I mean, I have days where I'm just, like, I need to check myself into somewhere for exhaustion and I'm not like a, a you know a celebrity so I can't imagine all of the pressure. Oh, I I know. It's crazy to think of, especially when you have that vulture Tommy Matola breathing down your neck. Gross. <sighs> How has he just like ruined so many people? I don't know. He needs to be He needs to go into like a bomb shelter and never come out. yeah he needs he needs a lot of things but yeah anyway Lindsay's first musical performance that anyone saw I guess was in Freaky Friday actually Mm -hmm. at the end of the movie so I recently found out that Lindsay was apparently pissed off because she wanted to be the lead singer like she wanted to have the Christina (laughs) Vidal role (laughs) and they were like i don't know why they didn't say it didn't say why they didn't want her to be the lead singer but i i'm gonna go ahead and say that it's because it just worked better for her character to be the guitarist and to be like the i don't know like it would have been too much for her to be the lead singer along with everything else that's going on in the movie you know yeah and also christina is like super talented oh yes i love that song She's so good. Man, the freaking that take me away that scene where they're performing. That song is such a bop. It really is. Like I I that is a hype song for me. I'm not even joking. Like it's <laughs> still to this day. Like there were there were moments where I would play that before I went out. Because I like, you know, people are listening to like current music and I'm like, okay, I'm going to play Take Me Away. Uh, it gets um, you going. It's, yeah. And, you know, isn't Christina Vidal, isn't she Taina too? Yes, Taina. Like, ugh, she she deserved more. That's a whole other podcast. I know. She more. <laughs> yes, welcome to the Christina Vidal podcast. <laughs> um, no, I agree. I agree. Like, I love her part in that movie and i i like that whole band like i feel like that whole i mean i could go on forever about freaky friday and i'm sure i will when i talk about it in that episode but um i love that movie i just think it's so well done and i think it's so cute that she performs at the end at her mom's wedding like that maybe sometimes she is a lead vocalist but not all the time you know yeah no, I thought it was really good. And that's a cute song. I love that song. Yeah, it's Ultimate. really cute. Yeah, Ultimate's really cute. And that movie, what a good, like, reintroduction into Lindsay Lohan. She's oh, older. No. She's not, like, Freaky Friday anymore. You know what I mean? Or, Freaky Friday. She's not Parent Trap anymore. She's, and it, like, becoming a real, like, teenager adult. And it was such, it was so good. That movie was just so well done. I know, and it's another remake, and it's another one that she plays dual roles, and it's another yeah. one that, dare I say, is better than the original. No, I think it's one of the best adaptations. Oh, it's so, it, it just, like, I feel like that movie doesn't miss a beat. Like, there's no extraneous scenes, the jokes are good, the script is good. It's I cry at the end every single time when they finally <laughs> are able to switch places. <laughs> 
whenever Chad Michael Murray and Jamie Lee Curtis are singing Baby One More Time. Oh my god. What a moment. <laughs> I know you're going to get into all of this on a later episode, so we won't dwell. But... No, I will, I will. But I love, I think Lindsay is so good in those scenes too. Like when he's fallen madly in love with her mom, because it's really her. Yep. And and Lindsay, um, you know, with the mom inside of her, it like slaps him and she's like, stop it. Like It's so funny. Yeah, it's so good. It holds up. And it, you're just like, wow, what a talent. She's so talented. It dri- it drives me crazy that she's not like doing a lot of movies now. I mean, we're getting ready for the Lohanazans, which is coming this year. I'm so ready for world domination. That oh Planet Fitness ad was like enough to get me going for six more months. Oh, I know. I'm I feel like I can breathe again. Like the air is running through my lungs again. Like I yes. feel so much better. Yes, with the cost of gas right now, I don't need gasoline. I need to watch that ad on repeat, and that's what will fill my gas tank. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's it's just fueling our lives at this point. Like we are so. I mean, we're we're Team Lindsay. You know, like we want her to succeed. Yes, we do. We're we're Team Root for everyone these days. We don't. We're not tearing people down unless they're awful. Right. Exactly. And you know. Some of them are, but we'll save that for another podcast because this is a Lindsay podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so I love that song, Ultimate. I still put that song on. I jam to it. I think it's really good. And then the next time we saw her do a performance in a movie was Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. What are your thoughts on Miss Lola's step? Okay, now this is like, this is where I really started to get into things. Okay. <laughs> The movie is take it or leave it. Like, it's very silly. But I will say there are some things that are huge standouts for me. The DDR battle between she and Megan Fox is <laughs> forever iconic. I, like, <laughs> I made a TikTok one time and it was, it was like, you know, regular people playing DDR. And then I was just, like, stepping forward and stepping to the side. And then I was, like, Lindsay Lohan and Megan Fox playing DDR and Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. And I was, like doing backflips and like just being like fully ridiculous because it was it's so outlandish and i loved it and the, and then like the song the the confessions of a teenage drama queen song like the title song mm-hmm. is that's another one i legitimately have it on my like gay playlist <laughs> same i <laughs> and i play it before i go out i'm not joking it's it's on there too and it gets me so hype me too. I think that is such a fun song. And Lindsay, when she's performing in the big show at the end, you can tell how much she wants to be like Britney, you know? Yeah, total showstopper. Yeah, it's like bleeding out of her. She's like, I know that you guys love me from The Parent Trap and Freaky Friday, but I am a full on performer, honey. Like, I'm going to do it all. I'm going to sing. I'm going to dance. And you can just see it in her eyes. Like, she's so into it. It makes me so happy every time. And I believed her. Yes. <laughs> that pink outfit. Oh, oh my. Eliza God. Rock. Yes. <laughs> what the, like, who came up with that? I it's know. It's so good. It's so funny that that's like their high school play. <laughs> right? It's like euphoria. People are like, how did they get the budget for this play? Well, let's talk about Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Exactly. The exactly. budget there. Wow. they Production, honey. Yes so much production that big sign that like it's a full-on like lighted sign that they had to have made 
Yeah, but it yeah. looks like it was from Vegas. Like, it I could know. be on the strip. <laughs> I know. No wonder they were fighting over that part so bad. <laughs> yeah, because they were like, listen, there's a lot of money in this, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's a really satisfying movie. And I was, I related to that a lot, too, because I was a brat like that. Like, I was very, <laughs> like... <laughs> I was like, I'm a performer. This is what I do. And I'm going to do it no matter what. And like, I was very annoying with like going to concerts and seeing my favorite bands. And like when she did the hunger strike and she refused to eat until she got the tickets or what, or what was it? I think it was, was it because of the tickets? She couldn't get the tickets. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That was me. Like, I was like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. Like it was so accurate to my life. So when she finally gets like to do the big show at the end, oh my God. Yeah, it was a really satisfying ending to a fully wacky movie. It's so wacky, but I love it. And it, and I think that had she not come out with Mean Girls a couple months later, we might not even be sitting here talking about it because she then went on to do Herbie Fully Loaded, which was another like Disney remake. Like it was very in her wheelhouse and not much of a stretch, you know? Yeah. But Mean Girls was such a step up from teenage drama queen yeah and almost like the fact that they were right after one another the contrast between the two Mm -hmm. i think actually worked in her favor yeah oh totally especially because mean girls wasn't mean girls was definitely edgy for the time but it it wasn't like an r movie or something where it was so much of a step forward that she was gonna lose her younger audience yeah so it was kind of perfect totally natural transition it made a lot of sense Mm -hmm. and she just like looked pristine in that movie oh i just i just put a post in my drafts like of pictures of her from mean girls and i was just like she was not that she isn't now but like at that time she was literally one of the most beautiful girls i've ever seen oh yeah because it was so different than what was being promoted to the general public right yeah she's very unique yeah she was curvy and the Mm -hmm. red hair of course and the whole aesthetic and she didn't like have perfect teeth like veneers or whatever you know like it was just nice that she just looked like a real person right like she looks like a gorgeous girl that you actually know yeah exactly (laughs) exactly like she's approachable still Mm -hmm. yeah so then we have her rushing to get this album speak out before christmas Mm -hmm. and we have the first single which is you know Lindsay's just really pissed because she's just trying to party up in the club and tell DJ to turn it up. Yeah, get it. I totally get it. (laughs) It's being interrupted by all these rumors. So what do we think of the first single, (laughs) Jesse? Absolutely, positively, still fully obsessed with it. (laughs) One, like, just... It's one of my favorite songs to just listen to when I don't know what else to listen to. It's on a workout playlist. It's on a go-out playlist. I learned the dance and recreated the rooftop dance scene. Like, I am I'm in on this song. Oh, my gosh. Drop your TikTok because I've shared it <laughs> multiple times, but people need to, need to watch you do the soft choreo oh my gosh well yes you go to chambreezy you will find (laughs) all of these things but yeah i this song is so good and i was i liked it immediately um i didn't have mtv um for a chunk of my life growing up but i think this is around the time that i 
actually like had cable and I could see the music video and everything. And I was like captivated. Oh, she looks so good. Yeah, those aviators. Yes. And, and her let hair me tell is you, so flowy and like yes. And anytime, and I and I, I'm not joking here, okay. I know you, I know you'll take me at face value here, but anytime I get into an elevator, I think of that music video every <laughs> single time. I'm not joking, like, and especially if there's mirrors, and I and I dance and I like act like I'm Lindsay Lohan every single time. I'm a 30 year old grown ass man. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. It's, I accept you. Thank you. It's just it's. <laughs> I just need I just need people listening to understand the impact of the elevator scene on me. <laughs> did did you like it instantly? I have to say I li- I liked it because I liked her, but I wasn't in love with the song. The song for me that changed everything was over the Ugh. next single. Yeah, I mean I'm also an overstand, so I totally get it. Oh my god. It was oh, this like, I feel like to me, like the over music video is like my like what rumors is to you, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. when she's walking down the street and her yeah. hair, <laughs> I have an obsession with her hair. Like I, nobody has had nicer hair. Like that long red hair with all her, it's so has so much body, and she's like walking down the street and the music comes in and she looks all like oh, distressed and. <laughs> And the and it's like an autumn day and the sun is like hitting her head so perfectly and it's just she looks so damn beautiful. Yeah. And it just works, like it just all works so much for me. And I have I feel like through every relationship, every guy that I've liked, even just not had a relationship with, <laughs> I have at <laughs> some point screamed this song. <laughs> As you should. Yes. It's just so relatable. And I really like the thing I really like about Rumors, and I think what made her different is how aggressive she was right out the gate. Yes, I that's something that I love because anytime she dances or performs, like you better like stand six feet away. Like she <laughs> she was giving like social distancing before it was a thing because you're gonna get an elbow to the face if you're around Lindsay Lohan on a stage when she's performing. Or a boob. Yeah, a boob, an elbow, a boot, a <laughs> hair. <laughs> like, yeah. no, you're not safe. <laughs> no, 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 nobody is. And I love an over, too. I think that probably, you know, something that you really like about it from what I'm gathering is that, like, she was giving actress in this. Like, she was giving moody. It was melodramatic. Like, she was using her acting chops here, which I love whenever an actress is, like, doing a music video who's also a singer and they get to, like, be an actress, you know? hmm Yeah. I just totally bought into it. And I, I think both songs, and first, too, like, all the singles from this album are very, like, aggressive, straightforward, lay it on the line, this is how I feel about this, period. And I think it was kind of groundbreaking in a way because people, especially in this era, it was like you had to be more demure. It was like, Mm -hmm. it kind of almost felt like she had a singing era before this or something, and then this was like her new era where she was going to come out and be aggressive. But instead she just started out like that. Yeah, she wasn't playing coy, like like what was the norm, like you're saying. She was like, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm Lindsay Lohan. She was like mm-hmm. assigned to Casablanca record. You know what I mean? She was just she was doing something very different. 
she yeah. didn't do the Hollywood Records thing. It was it was her own lane. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't like she was winking to the audience about being sexual or being straightforward. She actually just was. <laughs> yep, she sure was. And <laughs> I was here for it. My little sexually repressed teenage self was like, hell yeah, but I didn't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I think that because her live performing wasn't as amazing, I wish she would have done like more music videos. Because I yeah. feel like because she has that acting talent, it would have like filled things out more. And there are so many good songs on Speak that could have been singles. Okay, what what would you have picked as a single that wasn't? Uh, like everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I am obsessed. This is in, in my top five. I okay. think the song Speak, the title song, is mm-hmm. so freaking good. Yeah. And easily could have been a single and when she performed it at on during that wango tango performance mm-hmm. she was so i mean she was she was giving like janice joplin or something i mean I, she wasn't singing live but like her body <laughs> language and like her rock star like it actually came out like she gave that it wasn't like oh look at this girl trying to be like she leaned into it yeah it was a great performance and that and yeah i love that song it's a standout for me on the album like 1000%. I really like the production on some of these songs. And I feel like even the, I was going to say that even the production is really aggressive on a lot of them. Oh my god. Yeah, I feel like this album, I can't just turn it on whenever it, I have to be in the right place or else it's like a lot of noise for me. Yeah, because like the beginning of like nobody till you, for example, it's like, wow, wow, wow. Okay, we're getting into it. Um, same with Anything But Me. That's one of my standouts. I love Anything But Me, and I love Symptoms of You. Oh, I know. I That one, that has that really pretty piano at the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She co-wrote that one, too. So I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Get it, sister. Yes, well, apparently she brought her diaries to the studio, and they either took the lyrics straight from her diaries or the writers wrote based on what she had written in her diary. Yeah, which cool. Like, I love that. Yeah, I think it's a really good strategy to writing songs because they could have just given her, like, this was so rushed, I feel like they easily could have messed this up and just given her whatever songs they had laying around. But I'm glad that they got her involved. Like, I still think that they could have taken more time with it and everything, but obviously she's going to be more into it if it's about her personal life and people were so fascinated by her personal life it was always like who's Lindsay out with who's Lindsay hooking up with you know could you imagine reading Lindsay Lohan's diary in 2004 oh <laughs> like do you think that she brought like certain pages <laughs> I know I know or, I need or but like she's Lindsay Lohan and she just is who she is so I wonder if she just like handed him the whole damn thing and she was just like find what's good yeah, and they're reading like this insane, like <laughs> these like stories like that people could go to jail for. Yeah, like, like that. partying with Colin Farrell. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, one thousand percent. I just, I like part of me wants to be able to read that, and the other part of me is like, I actually just don't. Yeah, I would rather not. <laughs> well, did you listen to the episode, the Beyond the Blinds episode on Lindsay? Oh yeah, I. I mean, like I said, I take them all with a grain of salt. Like, I'm not saying that I think blind items are 100% real across the board. Mm -hmm. But why are there so many about her and Bruce Willis? That is weird. 
It's super weird. Did you know about that? I, you know what? I, I didn't. I had never heard anything about her and him. That's so disgusting. Like, what was he, 50? Yeah, so old. And you know what? I'm pretty ignorant to the blind item culture. I won't lie. I'm a stan and I, and I know a lot about my, my pop girlies, but I don't, I'm not always on like the blind items. No, me either. I always thought they were just like BS, honestly. Like I thought it was just like for fun. Like I thought maybe one out of 50 of them would be true. You know, and also I don't speak the language of some of those sites. Like I can't read them and understand what they're talking about because they're written in code. I know. That's why it's good to have a podcast to listen to because it's like, oh, they understand it. They'll tell me what it is. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I'm like, thank you, Beyond the Blinds. Thank you, Fluently Forward. Like I don't know what this is saying. So thank you for decoding because I genuinely don't. Oh, I'm so stupid with it. Like it'll be obvious. It'll be like, um, this mean girl has been a drama queen lately. And I'm like, who are they talking about? <laughs> like, that's so crazy. Who is it? <laughs> I know. I'm like, um, Ashley Simpson? What? <laughs> it was really hard because I, I, I really couldn't even do a top five. I kept changing them around. Like, from this album, like, the two that I have that are just, like, my top favorites are Over and Speak. But then I kept changing between Very Last Moment in Time to Know Your Name and Disconnected. Like I, I love, love disconnected. It's so good. It's her. I was trying to think of because I feel I I knew I wanted to bring up disconnected at some point, but I I don't have a good comparison. I wish I would have sat with that more. Like what her disconnected is to another artist. You know what I mean? Like who who has a disconnected in their discography? I mean, I think in general, a lot of this album, like you can tell that. You can tell that some of these songs were turned down by Ashley. Yeah. Um, and then some of the auto-tune that they do on Lindsay sounds exactly like Hilary Duff's auto-tune. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've picked up on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of overlap. And then you point out in your TikTok on the second album <laughs> <laughs> that... It sounds, um, which song is that? I actually love that song. Um, it's Who Loves You. That's Who a standout for me. I yeah. love that song. I think it's better than Paris's. What's the Paris counterpart? Um, not Leaving Without You, okay. I think is what it's called. Yeah. There's a lot of overlap with other artists. And she had basically almost all the same writers and some of the producers was Ashley Simpson. Like it was a different yeah. label. But yeah. John Shanks, Cara Diaguardi, Greg Wells. So a lot of these songs could have kind of been interchangeable with all of them. And they also, of course, worked with Hillary. Yep. Kara was everywhere at this time. Oh, my God. She, she, in in her memoir, there's a lot in there. I need to read that. I still haven't read it, but I will, definitely. I can't even imagine. I mean, she got around. Her list of people she's worked with is like Lindsay's sex list. (laughs) Extensive. Extensive and iconic. I say that with love. I'm good for her. Good for them. Yeah. No, we're we're sex positive around here. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. I just want. <sighs> you know what I really want? This is like. This is like so dark, but I just want to hear about <laughs> what happened with Lindsay and Heath Ledger. Like, I need that story. Oh gosh. Can you I'm imagine? Sure there, I'm sure there are blind items that I can't decode, but all that to say, like, of course, Lindsay Lohan was around. You know. 
Oh my god, I am totally like I feel I feel bad for her that that was leaked. I know some people say she leaked it herself, and I don't know maybe, but um, I I feel bad for her only because I know people are so judgmental. But like, who wouldn't want to be so hot and gorgeous and so talented and just like in that place where you are the it girl and you can literally get any guy that you want like any guy that you want you can have of course if you're in Hollywood and there's all these super hot talented guys around you I mean what are you gonna do stay home like you know (laughs) stay home and knit yeah right exactly (laughs) no it's a it's a breeding ground for hormones oh god I can't I mean like I'm just because it's so funny she was 17 and 18 and I'm just thinking like when what high school is like for most people where like a lot of people are hooking up with all the students in school or whatever, like the hot guy is hooking up with a hot girl. And then, you know, she leaves him and hooks up with another guy. And I'm just like, but imagine if that was like Keith Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix and Ashton Kutcher. (laughs) Yeah. It's the same thing, but you're a little bit older and everybody's worth a hundred million. Like, (laughs) Yeah. And, and you can have anything you want. You can have any drug, all the alcohol, eat at any restaurant, party at any club, fly anywhere you want to. I mean, thank God she's alive. Yeah. Danger. Oh my gosh. I can't, I actually can't think about it too much sometimes, Leah, because like my brain will (laughs) like flip around in my skull. I know, I know. I would also pay a lot of money to see the names on that list that were blurred. <laughs> would I, or do I just not want to? I would, I'm scared. Like, I'm scared, but also, I, I feel, I know for sure, and when I say I know for sure, it's based on nothing except my own, like, I'm just like, I know. Um, I, I think it, Leonardo DiCaprio is there. Really? Yeah, I have yeah. to be. Because he see, did, I mean, they did party together. Yeah, and he also has been with everyone. Yeah, and I feel like she's that type of girl. Like, I remember her saying so much when the press, like, she would, in every interview that she would be talking about, like, how annoying it is because she wants to work with real actors and real directors and she wants to make real movies. And I feel like she also has had a ton of jealousy with Scarlett Johansson and she also tried really hard to get in a Woody Allen movie, which I think it's hilarious that he didn't like he wouldn't hire her. Like I have no idea why he wouldn't hire her because that's a, that. I mean, like the young it girl of the time is like the one he would always have in all of his movies. So I think that's crazy. Yeah. And I just see her like trying to get into that more elite Hollywood crowd of like somebody like Leo that's always up for the Oscars, like always in the big you know, fancy movies with the really high quality director. So I could totally see her like, you know, in Leo's bed, just like waiting for Martin Scorsese to call so she could like grab his phone really quickly and pick it up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so like, they're like, they're like talking afterwards and she's having a cigarette and she's like, so did you, did you send that email for me? <laughs> yeah, it's totally no big deal, but um, I just want to read it. <laughs> you know, yeah. can I just read it? Yeah, right. I mean, hello that happens all the time yeah yeah of course (sighs) i also really want to know um i want to know more about her and jared leto that's another one of those i'm like do i (laughs) that's another one that scares me but i mean she apparently like they i think they had a real relationship um based on my research it's i think the only 
people that she had like real relationships with before Samantha, I want to say, were Wilmer and Jared Leto. And I think Jared Leto was like very careful about this because he did not want to, he was really trying to be taken seriously at the time, yeah. like overtly, annoyingly seriously, which is why he did that John Lennon movie, which is not really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Lindsay's so cute in it. Have you seen it? Chapter no. 27? Mm-mm, I haven't. You're not missing anything. I mean, if you really want to, just turn it on and watch Lindsay scenes because she's so pretty and like adorable in it. But from what I've been able to glean, they dated during that whole movie and then a little bit after too. And then in, I can't remember, I'll have to look at my notes, but later on in life, like I want to say like 2015 or something, Lindsay said that her and Jared had been on and off for years and that their relationship like never really ended wow i know i can totally see him being the type of guy that would be like don't tell anybody about this skis ball yeah like kind of almost like hiding her Ugh. and that also ties into the scarlett johansson jealousy because scarlett mm. and jared were together too yeah oh my gosh you're connecting a lot of dots for me here i think of nothing else jesse <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's like we're we're sick. Like we're sick. <laughs> I know. She's like, I haven't thought about these people in ten years. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh well, I think about them bi-weekly, so <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, so what do you think of Jared's new movie? Did you see House of Gucci? What you know, what went through your mind? <laughs> do you still hate him? Are you are you over it being hidden? <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I really I that's like a relationship I really want the key on for some reason. And also he made out with Paris. Yeah, I mean, there's there was a lot of overlap. I yeah, these people like I can't <laughs> I can't even imagine what it was like to be in Hollywood during this time. I feel like it was it was like Mean Girls. Like you had to watch your back. There was always some bitch right behind you. Truly, like the the Ashley Paris Lindsay Hillary overlap oh. is ridiculous because Hillary to Nicole and then Hillary's sister to Paris because they had a little they had a thing because Paris stole a song from Haley. It just like there's there's too many connections. And Was then Britney like, Yes. <laughs> it's too much. Uh I mean honestly like she did Haley a favor. Like that song was not going to make Haley a superstar. <laughs> yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, all these girls. Well, I guess, like, I guess since we're talking about all the relationships, we would be really remiss since this is the Ashley and Jessica cast if we didn't just say a few words about this boyfriend situation. As we should. Oh my gosh. So I guess there was some overlap, as there, there often is. I, I know, isn't it crazy to suggest that Wilmer Valderrama is not a perfect gentleman? Yeah, that's wild to me. I, what? I know. No, I I don't. Do you find him hot? Like I don't get it. So okay, when he was in that '70s show, and I didn't know anything about him as a human. There, I think he's very. I think he's cute. I think he's really cute. I don't think I would um, like fight another person over him. No, but I do think he's attractive. But now, like, it's tainted. It's so tainted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and apparently Lindsay up with Ashton Kutcher to get back at him for cheating with Ashley and who God knows who else and I'm like I that's fair I yeah I find that fair except that he was married to Demi at the time so yikes but um yeah well oops we all make mistakes 
Oh my god. <laughs> and then, like, I mean, Wilmer and Demi, and speaking of Demi, Demi, you know, um, yeah. Wilmer and Demi Lovato, like, there's just, they, just too much. He's he's really skeezy. From what I know, Demi Moore is Demi, and then Demi Lovato is Demi, and that's yes. how I separate them. <laughs> yes, same. But it was just funny because I was just gonna mention Demi, and then like you had just said Demi, so they're like, Wait, I'm talking about Demi Lovato. <laughs> Yes, and I just, I can't believe, because it, it's not just that he gets around, but all these girls seem to be crazy about him. Like, in Demi's documentary. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The way that they described that relationship and all mm-hmm. the feelings, I was like, oh, my God. You, he did he a number was, on them. Like, uh, he must and have a like, magic penis. Like what? Seriously, I was like, "Is the is the game good? Because something's got to be something's got to <laughs> give." I know, and they were together for like six years. Oh. I know, but like Demi was a child when they it's got together. So wrong. It's he's one of those guys that dates the same age continuously, even though he keeps getting older. Yep. Yeah, it's fucked. I'm like you. You filled out those '70s pants. And it looked good, but it's not that good. No, no, no. Nothing is. I mean, nothing, nothing is. is. Nothing is. Like, I don't I don't want to be known for, like, dating Wilmer Valderrama. Like, I, I couldn't. Not for a million dollars. Because I would just feel so, like, yeah, I'm number 105 on the list. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Okay, who would, like, back in this time, I mean, obviously, I know, like, all of the women that you stand. But, like, who is your it boy? Like, who really, like, did it for you? I love Sexually. It. Sexually, the man for me is JC. Okay. Yeah, I heard you, you and Bridget talking about that, and I'm I'm fully on board with you. NSYNC is just Justin Timberlake's villain story, and it's all about JC for me. I cannot tell you how I still fantasize about that man. Like, he is so hot, and he has such a good voice, and he's so passionate and powerful in his performances. You just know, like that. That is somebody that i would cry over like that would be fine not wilmer yes jc deserved from nsync what harry styles became after one direction it is a tragedy amongst tragedy (laughs) like it like (laughs) i think about it frequently i know (laughs) and he seems really like dejected from it still like when he's in interviews or whatever sometimes he'll do a little thing with another member of NSYNC and like he just seems so he seems kind of like oh no like I wasn't that good or whatever you know and I'm just like you were the best no you were you were everything you were the heart and soul yes that voice that textured voice uh he just belts anyway well we're gonna get off topic and I'm just gonna jc stand for too long oh my god that's like daily you know i'll be in like a business meeting and i'm like justice (laughs) for jc (laughs) your agent's like what you're like oh nothing it's just clearing my throat i'm like i just am going through something right now yeah you're like i'm here don't worry i'm here (laughs) yeah but he's one of the few celebrities that i think if i saw in person i would like shoot my shot i'm not kidding like i think he has a girlfriend but you know, they're not married. I don't know what's going on there. Um, who knows? It could be on the rocks. If I see him in person, I am literally going straight up to him and I'm just going to be like, I love you. Like, 
I love you, you know? Yeah. Like, let's work you, this out. Yeah, what do you need? Yeah, just tell let's me. I'll it, do it. Yeah, just, like, let's make it happen. You need a hall pass. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. Anyway, oh sorry. God. Please, no one put a restraining order against me. I promise. I'm fine. But also, if you do know him, we're putting this out into the universe because oh. Leah needs to meet him. Oh, call me. Call. He waved at me at an instant concert when I was, like, 10, so... So you're practically serious. married. Yeah. Pretty serious, Jesse. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, back to Lindsay's music. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yes. So, so second album. Um, oh, we were talking about the boyfriend, the Ashley Simpson boyfriend moment. Yes. Actually, you know what I you know what I think is interesting? The song To Know Your Name. It's one of the songs Lindsay didn't write, but I feel like it was one of the songs that they took from her journal maybe and then like Kara wrote it or some whoever wrote it. Yeah. Um because it sounds like something she would say because she's saying everyone wants to know your name and I feel like she's saying like everyone's asking who I'm dating. Yep. Yep. And if you watch interviews from before Lindsay turned 18, like we all knew they were dating and they were just lying, but mm-hmm. I thought it was completely under wraps and we would just see them together. No, Lindsay would talk about it in interviews and she said in multiple interviews in on Jay Leno, she definitely said it. And on Ellen, she said it, maybe Letterman. She actually said nothing could ever happen anyway, because I'm 17 and he's 24. So like, it that's not going to happen. Like she, it was like you know it you was outed like that, yourself <laughs> exactly it was like the trope of you know of saying like oh i i definitely am not gonna go stalk him at his house later <laughs> not me you know like it was just so obvious that they were yeah. dating because she just felt the need to put a hat on a hat on a hat and be like isn't that crazy he's so much older than me yeah, it's like on the episode of SpongeBob where he's like, act natural, and then they start like acting like cows and eating grass <laughs> out of the ground. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm sure he was like texting her after that, like, Lindsay, I really don't want to go to jail. Can you please? <laughs> like... Yeah, can we stop? Can you can you cool it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and But man. I mean, you know, not to put them, uh, not against each other, but not to compare them again, but like Hillary was doing the same thing with Joel yeah it was even worse joel was like 25 and she was 16 and like joel's not like what was it about him oh i don't know i don't with either of those twins like they have scored such amazing women and i was never like my friends were crazy about them so i guess that like they do have something that is appealing i'm not i'm not i'm not even hating on them i don't i don't feel anything toward them i like i'm just like they're yeah they exist um but yeah I, I read something just i think today it was cameron diaz was like he's just the guy that i can count on and he's my soulmate and everything and i'm like benji madden you're cameron diaz <laughs> you're cameron diaz girl oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> it's so weird you're like benji madden <laughs> i'm sorry like i i don't mean any I don't mean any offense. Like, to you good Charlotte stands, don't come after me. I really don't care. I'm just saying. It's Cameron Diaz. I forget that they're married. All the time. That's so weird to me. I know. Like, I know. she's grossed, like, $3 billion in the box office, and then oh. she's dating, like, a guy from Good Charlotte, or married to a guy from Good Charlotte. Like, okay. 
she's literally one of the biggest and most successful movie stars of all time. Like, I feel like people kind of forget that now that she hasn't really been doing movies, but her star power was just so huge. And it, it killed me that she spent all those years with Justin. Ew. Ugh. And then, and not even like, not even like instinct. She didn't get like the Britney Justin. She got like post instinct Justin that thought he was too good for everybody and mm-hmm. was so cool with his solo career and ugh, she does not like she she does not uh, she didn't marry up like she could have. <laughs> yeah, no shade once again. No shade. No shade. We love everyone here uh, except Nick Lachey. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, I just find that song really interesting. I just feel like it's very, to know your name, I just feel like it's very true to Lindsay's real life with Wilmer. And apparently Over is about him too. Like they weren't even together that long because this this came out in December of 2004. Wow. They were already like broken up, I guess, when this was being made. I don't know. Like it's kind of, it's kind of cloudy. Like I can't find that much information on when they broke up exactly. I'm also not gifted with timelines. I get my timelines mixed up all the time. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's just, there's so much happening, Jesse. It's like, it's too much. A lot happened in 2004. I'm so, I'll never stop dissecting it and I'll never be done, you know? Yeah, as you shouldn't. Right. So, moving on to the second album, I always loved that it's a little more personal. Raw. Raw. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you, how should you, like, emphasize raw? Is it, like, raw or, like, raw? You know, like. Ugh. Well, it's in all caps. Like, what a weird title. I know. I feel like if she had released a little more personal, the album, and then, like, maybe an EP of, like, acoustic or something, then she could have been, like, a little more personal, raw. But, like, the fact that that was just the album, <laughs> it's just a little awkward to me. Yeah just yeah i mean who knows and the album cover do you do you know what that means what what there's like yeah there's a symbol on her back and i and i meant to look it up because i knew at one point but i don't remember no i don't know what it is should we look it up now yeah we should Hmm. so if you if you have not seen the album cover for her second album there's like a red projected like Japanese symbol on her back. Okay. It, it's like it's like now. it's like projected, right? Yeah, it's like it's light. <laughs> so it just I don't know. I didn't get it, but I like it. There's so much going on in general with this album cover cuz like she has blonde hair, she's naked, you can see her tattoo which at the time was new. And I do want to clarify about something I said before. Blonde Lindsay, there were there's like two stages of blonde Lindsay. Because she was like blonde and then she went dark again and then that's whenever she like went blonde and like was looking not her best, like not her healthiest. Mhm. So this is whenever she's like still I feel like she's still looking like okay here. Yeah. This blonde phase. She looks she looked worse at the beginning of the year. I feel like she was like uber skinny like in like April, May, June of 2005 and then once the year went on toward the end of the year, she gained a little bit of I mean she was still like so skinny, but she started to look a little bit more healthy. Yeah. So this is this was an interesting time for her in her career. So it says the Chinese symbol on her back means life, birth, and raw. 
and raw. Why and does pardon, it mean three I, days? I said Japanese, I, and so I apologize, Chinese. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know at all, so <laughs> yeah. at least you were in the region of planet Earth. Well, that is interesting. I, why does it mean three things? I don't know. I don't know either. We would have to have a linguist to help us. Um, but, of course, she, like, projected that on her back. Yeah, well, there was so much focus on um, Chinese and Japanese characters mm-hmm. <laughs> back mm-hmm. then. Yeah. We all know Brittany. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, she was, everybody was trying to be Brittany, so, like, no shade. We, like, same me, like, my whole life. Um, but, yeah, Brittany has her tattoo that was supposed to say mysterious, but actually means strange, or at least that's what I've always heard. Yeah, which I'm like, that makes sense. Brittany is strange, like, in a yeah. good way, so it's no, fine. No, she's, she's weird. She's weird as fuck. Can I say fuck? I said fuck. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. No, she is. She's. That's one of the reasons why I love Brittany so much is because she is weird and she's not afraid to let her freak flag fly. Yeah, and I mean, same with Lindsay. And mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about, like, when I was just kind of, like, reading up on a few things for this and I was looking at how the second album was received there was a Rolling Stone review and the uh, the reviewer was like, as the title suggests, Lindsay Lohan makes a fatal mistake on her second album. She tries to like express herself. Oh. Uh, I know. They're so cruel. The album reviews during this period in time, they were ruthless. Yeah, I don't blame her for not coming out with another one because like, She's putting her heart out there. I mean, yeah, I guess you could say some of these songs are filler, but, like, that's every pop album. and That's every album. Right. And it's like she's just doing what everybody else is doing, but she actually is trying to say some honest things about her childhood and her life that are unique to her. And why would you put yourself out there like that, again, if you're just going to get completely squashed and people that don't even give you a chance? Absolutely. And there's some good songs on this album. I really like this album. Me too. I have I have three standouts. Okay, tell me. I want to know yours first. Okay. <laughs> okay, my favorite. I'm nervous. <laughs> Don't, okay, breathe. It's okay. It's okay. First of all, I, I this is going to change. Like, but Well, okay. One thing that will not change is my top favorite song from this album, and it always has been, is If It's All Right. Yes. Uh, yes. I love that song. Yes. It's a screamer. Oh, my God. It's just. I don't know it's so relatable like the lyrics her tone of voice like the passion that she sings I mean some like like I say she's aggressive and on some songs I feel like she she could have pulled it back a little bit but this is one of the songs where it completely works it's like perfect yes this is this is a great song if you don't know this album and you're listening to this and you need something to scream in your car in particular this is a great song to do so Mm mm-hmm I love when she says, if you're crazy, then I'm insane. Two people with the same condition, it never goes away. Mm-hmm. That's a good I line. She, I think she's kind of talking about her parents. I mean, very applicable here. She yeah. could have been talking about a lot of situations, but damn, her parents. I know. I Ugh. know. You know what I think is the most fascinating thing about her parents, aside from her mother just being like fully kooky and like a caricature? What? Um, that Lou Taylor was trying to orchestrate a conservatorship for Lindsay Lohan and her dad like flat out said no and held a press conference to expose Lou Taylor for the crook that she was. Honestly, I, 
I say this in the first episode, so this is like nothing new. Yeah. Um, I don't think her parents are as bad as they've been portrayed. <laughs> I think Michael Force and Dina. No, really. Like the I, I when I was starting to do the research, I was like, I was like, wait, this was a good decision. This was a good decision. This was a good decision. I think that they're just addicts, and I think people are really, really cruel to addicts. I think all three of them, mm-hmm. Lindsay, Dina, and Michael, they're all addicts. Yeah. And they have done like bad things and they've made bad decisions, but I don't, I don't really think that they're bad people, especially Dina. I think um, Michael is a little bit more questionable, but Dina made several choices throughout Lindsay's life and career that were actually really good. And then Lindsay has said multiple times, I should have listened to my mother. Like after a certain point, I stopped listening to her and Mm -hmm. I should have listened to her and I should have listened to her and I should have listened to her and I didn't. And I don't know. I think it's really interesting too, how, now Lindsay's like their family is very close Michael not so much but like Dina's really close with all four kids I know this from my Instagram stalking um and Lindsay yeah like Lindsay says that she FaceTimes with Dina every day and that says a lot to me like some of these other child stars they have really horrible things to say about their parents or they just won't talk about it but they certainly don't FaceTime with them every day it's like there's a big disconnect there and Lindsay seems to feel like whatever Dina did um, that was wrong, like partying with her or or whatever, um, she seems to feel like it was all okay, which is problematic in itself. But she doesn't seem to have a problem with her now, which I think is so interesting. And for a while, she did have one. She did have a problem with Michael. And then now she says that they're talking again, or at least as of like 2020, they were all talking again. Yeah. So I tend to feel like they are just messed up people who also happen to be addicts and also happen to become super rich and famous and had every move that they made watched and reported on. And I think that just like messes with people on a whole other level. And I just think like, I love my parents and my parents are amazing, but I'm just thinking like, what if some of our fights were like publicized and like people heard every word that we said to each other and like, people were like, well, in 2004, your mom said this. And I'm like, I would literally die for my mom. You know what I mean? Like, I love her, but yes, we've said some bad things to me or something like that, you know? So um, I I feel like what you're talking about, that conservatorship thing, sometimes people try to angle it like, oh, Michael just said no to that because he wouldn't get any money out of the deal or whatever. Um, But I love the fact that he was so public about it because it seems like there was so much secrecy around Lou Taylor for so long. And it's like, why? Like, what kind of power does she have that people were so afraid of her? And he's like, I'm from Long Island. Fuck you. Yeah, seriously. And you know what? Like, a a note about the parents, too. Especially Dina. Like, (laughs) it's funny that Lindsay's, um, you know, not her mom, but a, a, a mother character in Mean Girls is Dina. Like, Amy Poehler's character, like, Regina's mom. Like, she just, rem- she gives me such Dina energy because she's like, you know, if you're going to drink, I'd rather you do it in the house. Like, that is such, like, a Dina Lohan thing to say. Oh, 100%. I mean, I don't, I haven't actually found a quote of Dina saying this. So, I, but I just feel like I know that Dina, Dina's excuse for partying with Lindsay would be like, well, I'm her mother and I'm there with her. So I can, I can do something. If something happens to her, I'll be right there with her. And honestly, like there is a weird, like there is something that makes sense to me about that. Like if you were worried about your daughter because she's partying too much, 
and you're sitting at home waiting for her to call and you're calling her and calling her and calling her. I mean, I could understand even if you're drinking too, like she probably felt a lot better like watching her, you know? <laughs> I'm calling CPS on you right now, Leah. No, no, I totally get <laughs> I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. It's like uh there's two things that can really put a strain on like your judgment, and your mental health, and that's a lack of money or an excess of money. And they got too rich too fast. It just exacerbated everything. Oh yeah. And I think that they were well, I think they were rich um, when he was a baby, and then Michael went to jail for insider trading. So <laughs> I don't know if he had to pay retribution, but Lindsay claims that he was involved with Jordan Belfort, the the Wolf of Wall Street. So yeah. um, if he was, I mean, Jordan had to pay millions upon millions in restitution. So I'm thinking not only did they lose all of their money because Michael went to jail, but he probably also had to pay restitution once he got out. So that was that was debt that followed them for a long time. And then he went back to jail during the shooting of The Parent Trap because Lindsay had a asthma attack on set and he flew to California to be with her, which he was not allowed to do. He violated his probation. So that sent him to jail for another year. Wow. Yeah. And Lindsay's still pulling off this performance and like showing up to work every morning. And she, like, I just love her. I think she's such a she has so much fortitude. Like since she was so young, she had to deal with so much bullshit. What a little professional. I know. God. I know. And I do like feel for Michael in that scenario, because like, what was he supposed to do? You know, I mean, yeah. he, well, what he was supposed to do was not leave the state. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Like, Lindsay's had severe asthma her whole life. So I totally understand him being like, oh, shit, I have to get there right now. You know, he was probably trying to be there for her for once, because obviously in this album, she's singing about how he like wasn't there for her. And she's literally saying, like, did you ever even love me? And I'm sure he felt the need to like prove to her like, oh, she's out there in California. She's sick. I'm going to go no matter what. Like, I'm going to go be there with her, even if I violate my probation. And it ended up costing him another year of his life. Yeah, that's between a rock and a hard place, right? It's crazy. Like, imagine, I mean, Lindsay's a little girl. She's probably thinking, like, oh, no, like, this is my fault, you know, which obviously it's so beyond was not her fault. But I could see how a little girl might feel conflicted like that, you know? Yeah. How could she not? Yeah. And she also said that it was hard for her to be in high school because she had been around adults all the time. So, like, then she was around kids and it, like, was it was weird for her. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, she really made some sacrifices to bring us this parent trap golden yeah. <laughs> child. Like, that's really dark. Like, that explains a lot, too, about who yeah. she is as a person. Yeah, like, of course she's dating a guy who's like seven years older than her or whatever. You know, like, sh what is she going to date some guy, like some idiot on the lacrosse team? Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, she doesn't feel comfortable with people her own age. It makes total sense, actually. <sighs> yeah. Oh, man. We do, and there's just so much to unpack with you. <laughs> I know. We could sit here for five hours. Yes, but uh going back to standouts for me, like I definitely the other like, two. Yeah, we we're totally on the same page about if it's all right. One of mine is if you were me. Oh, so good. I don't know why. I think because it's playful. Like a lot of this album's taking itself super seriously which is fine mm -hmm. but i think if you were me was playful because it's like flipping the script on someone who's wronged her right and it's it's really sarcastic 
it's like, okay, well, what would you do? Yeah, and it's unimaginable for most people to imagine, like, what it would be like to be her or to live in her shoes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I, I just, like, like it. I love that. It's very, very simple, which I like. It's it's simple. It's straightforward. It's, ca- it's like, it's playful. It's catchy. And, yeah, so it's a standout for me. I totally agree. And I think that – I think it's really interesting because she clearly wanted to be a rock artist. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think anybody was going to let her do that, but she tried like hell. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like, I wish they would have let her. I know. Why not? Just try I, it. I love a rock girl. Even if it's just, like, dabbling in it. Like, I love it. Yeah. Ashley, Avril, Hill, like, all of that, like, doing their rock thing. Like, I'm here for it. I know. I love I think it's so funny, like, Hillary's earlier songs that are, like, intense and rockish. Like, I feel like they also weren't really letting her fully go there. And the way she would perform, like, she was trying so hard. And I loved it. Me too. I was like, you do it, sister. Yes. I love her second album, um, the self-titled album. Oh, me too. I think it's so good. Like, dangerous to know who's that girl like she's trying to be like more mysterious and yeah edgy get away yeah i love weird <gasps> don't you think it's weird <laughs> yes <laughs> oh hillary that's a whole other we we could really get into her music and that would take another three hours yes <laughs> um okay so what's your third standout in this one it's who loves you it's that one that i compared to um to paris like I don't, it's like, it's almost like disco-y, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, there's, I, I just thought it was a really good, like, throwback beat. And it was really funky. And it just, like, I just think of, like, disco balls and and just glam whenever I hear that song. Yes, and it should have been a single. This is, like, scream single to me. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if it would have been received well, though. I mean, none of it was received well, so... Yeah, you might as well put out a fun single. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. And I feel like she... the video? Oh, man, it could have been great. Oh, my gosh. I feel like she could have had a lot more fun with her videos. Like, I know that she she directed Confessions, Mm -hmm. which totally makes sense. I feel like she could have directed a lot of her music videos. And, um... I don't know if you've listened to the illustrious podcast, Listen to Me, the OG Mama D. Um, I haven't. It's, it was a short-lived podcast. It was Dina's podcast from 2020, and she had Lindsay on as a guest. And Dina said on the podcast, don't, she's like, you know what I think your next venture is, is going to be directing. And I was like, ooh, I want to see a Lindsay-directed movie. And she did buy the rights to that honeymoon book that she always talks about. She's been talking about it for years. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. I hope that her foray into directing is nothing like her foray into club ownership and reality TV. Oh, my God. Because that was was tough. I don't like I haven't even gotten that deep into research about all of that. And I'm just kind of like. How much of that was, like, my own fever dream and how much of it happened? 
you know, and as, for, as someone who watched the series, I still don't know the answer to that question. No, no one does. It was so weird. It wasn't even about her. And she would come in and just, like, be mean and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is the point of this show? But for some reason, I was hooked. Because I'm me. Yeah. I mean, I loved her press tour for it. I loved, she was so defensive. She was so, de- <laughs> just, she, I think that, like, her entry back into the spotlight this year is going to be so different, and she's going to be so much more self-aware and not so, like, desperate for it. She seems like she's just easing in, and she's doing everything right, and I'm super excited about that. Yeah, for the first time, I really get a sense that she doesn't really, she's not chasing fame, she's not chasing her old self, she's not trying to be mean girls Lindsay or like superstar Lindsay I feel like she's in her own lane and she seems really happy and really peaceful and she's it's kind of like she's I mean she says this in the song we were just talking about um what's the lyric she says I can tell you things nobody knows I've been everywhere nobody goes yeah there's a lot of little nuggets like that throughout all of her songs like just little lines that she drops in here and there that just like even from back then it feels like she was more savvy than anybody was willing to give her credit for and she had already done so much and seen so much for someone her age it was like unimaginable and so I can't even imagine how she feels now all these years later having the perspective to look back on it I really don't get the sense that she's like desperate to prove herself or anything I get the sense that she's just like yeah I love acting I want to do a movie yeah exactly and I've said this on my podcast too, but I feel like there's a couple of things that she could do to really raise her profile that like aren't controversial. Like I am really manifesting for, you know, she has this podcast coming out. I don't think we know much about what it's going to be yet, but I would love for her to interview Hillary. Oh, I'm going to manifest it too. I'll, I'll work with you. (laughs) Yes. And we, and we talked about manifestation the last time I was on here and I know you, I know you're big into that. So we're going to really put that out there i want her to have hillary on her podcast or i want her to guest on how i met your father that would be so genius it's you know what it's giving it's giving when tyra had naomi on her show right yes exactly (laughs) exactly like people the internet would literally explode our age group we would like split in half oh my god like our bodies would split in half i would cancel my day (laughs) I'm not like because I want to hear it as soon as it's available. Oh yeah, and I would want like I would I would want to fully set the mood and have all of the snacks and food and drink that I want, and then I would Candles. need to yes, I would need to like have a party afterwards. <laughs> it's our Oscars, you know. No, truly, like this is the event of the year for me if it happens. Yeah, and it would just be so great if they had like a genuine conversation and it wasn't like a PR thing. It was literally just them talking because I'm I'm sure that they would have to cut a lot out (laughs) in post but like imagine what they would talk about like they could just be I feel like they would just be like wait I never said that about you like who told you that I said that you know because you know that there were people that were pulling the strings behind the scenes and like messing with the situation yeah and it would be like really cute to just hear them talk about like marriage and family and stuff like that since you know Lindsay's engaged and hillary has her family i just feel like that would be really cute mm-hmm. oh my god you are a genius we need we need this so bad hello hire me someone 
freaking hire me. I'm I ready. This, oh my Ugh. god. I say this about all of you guys. Like, I love this community of podcasters that we have, and I just you I feel like you should be working for somebody, I don't know, like <laughs> like Troy should be like the e news guy. I mean, um I Amanda who does Jessica Simpson tribute. Yeah. I like I feel like they like they need to love like be account. working. Yeah, yes. like she needs to be making graphics for Jessica and like I mean everybody is just so intelligent and and passionate about this subject and it's just so nice to be in this community with all of you where I feel like I found some people that get get me and get it. <laughs> well, the the sentiment is reciprocated. I totally totally get it and I I just really like never had people to talk about Ashley Simpson with ever <laughs> growing up until I started like getting into this whole community of people and so like just to hear you talk about Ashley Simpson and her show and like relive those memories and those moments and I just like I love that so much oh my gosh I'm available anytime to discuss Ashley it's not never a problem oh I know I know and I, and I will take you up on that because I have for sure <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure this happens to you too, but like people will just randomly DM me and be like, oh my God, I was just watching like a Jessica appearance from 2003. Have you seen this? What is she talking about? What do you think about this? What did Nick say? And I'm like, I know, I have it all covered. Don't worry, we're going to go through it. That is my favorite. I like that's <laughs> starting to happen to me more. Um, I had, God love this guy. He like, I loved it, but it was like so chaotic. Um, but he like dm'd me and he was like i just found your podcast here are all of my ideas and i was like okay <laughs> i know people do that to me too and um i think i think when you have a podcast people feel really close to you because like they listen to you in their house while they're like making dinner or they listen to you on the way to work and then when they dm you there's not really like a guard up at all it's like they're starting from a place of like we've already had a conversation <laughs> oh my gosh absolutely but then i think about it and i'm like I did the same thing. Oh, yeah. Like, I was listening to Planet 2000s or, you know, some of the other things before I met a lot of the people. And then I was like, oh, I feel like I know you. That's weird. But I don't, you know? I, I, know. I totally, I'm, I do it on the flip side, too. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I love Troy so much. Because I used to message him all the time. <laughs> like, I, it, it's so, I feel like so dumb about it now. But he was, he always replied to me, always replied to me. And then when I had him on the show, I was like, thank you so much for always being so nice. Like, if I'm ever like annoying you, just feel free to ignore me. And he was like, I would never ignore you. What are you talking about? And I was like, oh, these are my people. Like, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was having that conversation recently, too, because, you know, we're in this sort of like micro community and we understand that we're doing this like we go on each other's shows and you know we do all these things and it's just like it's not like you're doing someone a favor or anything it's just like you genuinely have built a relationship with them and you like the subject matter and you know that you do this and like you could ask them to be on your show and they would be willing to do it you know what I mean like and I'm so excited for whenever you come on mine for the thing that I'm not I can't talk about yet because I haven't announced it um that you already <laughs> know about but um like, cause I, cause I know that you like care about the subject matter and you're going to be excited about it. And I are like, I already know that about you, you know, that just is really comforting. Yes, I know. It's so much fun. And I was thinking about the other day, like how many new friends I've made through this community and oh yeah, 
because of the pandemic, I never, ever would have made friends during this time. Right. Like, you know, you're not really making new friends. And now I have all of these new friends that I feel so close to, even though I haven't even met most. Well, yeah, like I haven't met most of them, but it doesn't even matter. (laughs) Exactly. And I know that like if some big like Ashley news happened or something like that, I would like immediately go to you. And I would see what you had posted about it. And I would like, DM, you know what I mean? Like if, like if she has some sort of like resurgence or something like that, like I, you're the first person I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like I, I already know these things and that's Thank so, you. that's great. Cause you have a go-to. An honor. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there anything else we want to say about this superstar on her way back to us? Miss Lindsay, we didn't even talk about all of her like random, like singles. Like I love bossy. Uh. Yes, I listened to that three times today. It's so good. I and I love how she just kind of like it just she just like released it herself. She was like, screw you guys. Yeah. I remember when her third album was supposed to come out and and it had like gotten scrapped, but we were all kind of like waiting to hear like, is she gonna release it? Is she not? And like I would go on Perez Hilton all the time because he was always like breaking that kind of stuff, that news, and mm-hmm. I would just wait. And I would wait and I would like check for demos or leaks or anything. And it just never came. And it was really disappointing to me as a child. So whenever she released Back to Me, um, I was very excited. Oh, my God. I love Back to Me. Again, it's so frank. Like, I know I drink too much, but it's okay. Yeah, it's a really cute song. Yeah. And I I heard her on some interview. I don't even know because I've watched like 100 (laughs) Um, at this point but I saw her on something and she was talking about how this song is about how people just can't forget her past and she feels like she lost herself for a while but she's coming back to the person that she's really always been which is the person that everybody kind of fell in love with and it was so like it gave such more meaning to the song and I was like wow she really is like she's in such a better place yeah and i think too like with streaming and everything there's not as much pressure about the album and if she wanted to just like occasionally like release one-off songs i'd be so fine with that oh she totally should because she has people like us that are always going to be in her corner and are always going to listen and i mean i can't even imagine the pressure in 2004 that she must have been under with this album i mean she has like Tommy breathing down her neck and Hillary coming out with all this music all the time and just the whole industry and everybody talking about her so much and the paparazzi and the craziness and everything going on like I can't even imagine how how fast she made this album and got it out and I mean both albums really I mean the second one came out a year after the first so I mean, she was just working full throttle so much and had so much on her shoulders. And now she can just be like, oh, yeah, I made this. Here you go. Like, what do you think? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay. Yeah. And at the beginning of 2020, um, she was she was in the studio recording an entire album. So I don't know what's happening with that. But during the pandemic, she did an interview um, like the beginning of the pandemic when it was like Mm -hmm. really bad. And she said, we were supposed to finish the album. I don't know what's going to happen, but hopefully we can finish it soon. So we might be on here in a year or something talking about the new Lindsay album. Oh, my gosh. What a dream for me. I know. (laughs) 
Yeah, because she had that song Xanax that she never like officially released commercially. I love that. Yeah, and it was like gonna be a real thing, and people loved it. It, Like it has a cult following. Yeah, when I asked what the favorite Lindsay song was, that was the response from several people, and. I completely understand because I just think it's so funny and brilliant that she even called it Xanax. Right? Like she's she's not um she's not too up on a high horse that she can't make fun of herself. And like that's the thing. Whenever they finally are are, are in a good place and they're in on the joke, that's that's so great. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. great. It's such a full circle moment, and it means a lot to fans. And I know that it can be like really empowering for them too. So my my like final note, I guess, or whatever, is just that I'm very excited to see what she does, and I think that she's finally in a great place to where she's really gonna deliver. I know, I know. I'm so excited because she seems really like we're, we've been saying this much. She seems very well adjusted, and we already know that she has one movie completed and apparently there were no complaints, no lateness, no whatever, you know, and, and yeah. it makes sense because she hasn't done that in so many years. <laughs> like it's, it's normal for somebody to grow up and no longer make the same mistakes they made. And I think that's one of the, maybe the biggest downfall of fame. And I think about this all the time in terms of Brittany, like Brittany can never start over. She cannot go anywhere and just meet somebody that doesn't have a slew of thoughts and in their head already about her and assumptions. And it's that way with Lindsay too. If she wasn't famous right now, if she met new people, they probably would have no idea what a, you know, mess she was at one point, you know, for lack of a better way to explain it, you know? And it's, it's so sad that that would even be the assumption still is like, Oh, you know, Lindsay, she's always late. She drinks and she shows late to work. It's like that Mm -hmm. hasn't happened in what, like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's a fully different person and we should treat her as such while we receive whatever project she puts out. We will receive it. It will definitely be covered on this show. I mean, once I finish my series, it doesn't mean the Lindsay fun is over. We're going to have to get back together and and talk about. And now we know that she did the Christmas movie, but she has two more pictures in the deal with Netflix. So I know and I'm stoked about it. Cannot wait. Well, Jesse, thank you so much. I've kept you long enough, but it has been so, so fun to talk about everything Lindsay with you. Yeah. Well, you know that like time doesn't mean anything whenever I'm talking about my pop girlies. So it didn't even feel like it. I just looked at the time and I was like, oh, wow. Okay, here we are. I know. I know. I didn't even have much of a plan for this episode because I knew that you and I would just like talk about her and it would be fine. Yes. Which is all right in my book what a perfect thursday night (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for having me seriously i i'm honored that you thought of me for this and i love Lindsay's music and if anybody ever wants to dm and just nerd out about it uh, they are wide open yes yes sounds so good and if you want to just let people know once again where to find you yeah absolutely so um if you want to follow me my personal tiktok or instagram it's cham breezy it's a play on my last name and it's b-r-e-e-z-e-y and if you would like to um, subscribe follow listen to my podcast it's jesse's girls pod on social media it's just called jesse's girls and like there's no i in team there's no i in jesse (laughs) 
Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And feel free to DM either of us with any Lindsay-related thoughts. I am so deep in the thick of Lindsay life right now. It's, like, really embarrassing, but I'm down. I'm so down, like, you can't imagine. <laughs> yes. And, yes. And I'm sure the same goes for you, Jesse. Yes, absolutely. I am wrapping up the Hillary right now, and I've I've done I've been really immersed in it. So I'm really excited to put a bow on this and move on to the next thing. Yay! Okay, everybody, we will see you next time on our respective podcast. Make sure you listen to Jesse's Girls, and I will catch you guys later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capria Moon. That's at C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. And follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessica cast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessica cast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear ashleyandjessicast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.